Very good afternoon to everybody again. Uh, as we bring you the last of the Two Smoking Guns show for 2020. Now, rest assured, uh, all things being equal and uh, our people are talking to their people as they say in the game. But uh, we'll fix that, so we might just buy some time. Is that all right with you? It's fine with me, mate, because <laughs> we've got to get through quite a few songs today because we're doing Ripper... 76. Magnificent. And um, we're going to go, We're gonna. We'll, we'll get a few of these in today, actually, because I'll get one early and I'll come and fix you up. Um, this is uh, Side A, Track 6, um, and, and you'll be familiar with the number. Will I be familiar? Because it sums us up. Um, right. The boys are back in town. Well, ah, we're not quite. <laughs> well, in fact, I was sharing with uh, some people on Friday night about the fact that we've been playing this, yeah. uh, this music, and I said the sad part was you and I know every word, yeah. and uh, the people I was with had never even heard of the album. <laughs> you know what? Oh, right. they hadn't been born. Well, they were too, they were too young. <laughs> so, okay, we'll kick this off, and it's going to date us horribly, but here we go, mate. Right. <laughs> Bar and grill. The 
will flow and blood will spill And if the boys wanna fight, you better let them That you box in the corner, blasting out my favorite song Tonight's it get warmer, it won't be long Won't be long till summer comes Now that the boys are here again Back in town back again, Scotty. Well, uh, well, we're back in town. Well, now. I, well, I think I, I think I might be back in town you're now because I can actually hear something. So you're, uh, you're back. In you town. know, uh, I think the button man had been in here <laughs> and he messed with my buttons, and we were uh, so sorry uh, to our listeners if uh, things were went a little awry in the first couple of minutes. But anyway, we've got a song away. We might even get uh, we yeah. might even get extra songs in today, well, Rutsy. So, um, but anyway. Uh, as we were saying earlier, um, there's a plethora of uh, things to talk about, of uh, of interest uh, that uh, we noticed. But I, I have to ask you, yeah. was there, did anything get under your Errol Flynn this week? No, no nothing really got <laughs> under my Errol Flynn. But um, speaking about the boys being back in town, yes, Scotty, yes. Um, Saints have done it again. They've got another I one. I know. They've got a Frawley back in town. They've got a Frawley. Well, we've sort of got two Frawleys back in town because uh, they've just announced the other week where... We were very proud last week. They were opening the Danny Frawley um, Mental Health Centre. Yep, the Wellness Centre, I uh, think, wellness or something centre, along those lines. Yep. Down at Moorabbin. Which, which is, is brilliant. A, which is a memorial, a yep. very positive memorial yeah. to the late great. Absolutely. And, of course, um, they're, they're Ruffy, Ruffy, who works for the Saints now, has just gone to Noosa and had a couple of quiet jars at the Noosa <laughs> Surf Lifesaving <laughs> Club with his old mate. <laughs> James Frawley, who's the nephew of Danny. That's it. And he's and they must have had a couple of pots because he's he's turned him round. He's he once you come out of retirement and have a kick. Yep. He, uh, so the thirty-two-year-old, he's just signed up to the Saints, yeah. mate, to come down and give us a bit of cover. He has in yep. defence. He there. doesn't need to play every game, and I think that's probably uh, part of the discussion yeah. they might have had. He'd but be, um, he'd be a bit of depth for us. So, uh, but you know that he could slot in very quickly, very nicely, and then uh, he brings a wealth of uh, experience and talent uh, to share with the younger lads too. And I think, if memory serves, I, I read the article myself. I think he said I just I took one look at the list and uh, you know after the chat with uh, with the rough man 
he said, that's all I needed to know. Well, he, he, said, um, he looked at it and just... Because he barracked for the Saints. Yes, yes, he was a great Saints supporter he, in his uh, younger days. And his father said, thank God I can start barracking for the Saints again now. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of barracking for you at Melbourne and you at Hawthorne. But yeah. the lovely quote was, what would Danny say? Yes. And, uh, yes. He said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in he typical said, Danny style, he said, uh, <laughs> he said he'd probably come in and give me a headlock and probably a punch in the arm and say, "You've got a big name to live up to, mate." Don't <laughs> that's stuff it. That's up. right. They're big shoes to fill, so young like man. It. I like that. Yeah, no, so that was great. good. So that's, that's um, that a nice feel good story and good, good on him. Feel good story for us. Well, he only re- he only retired six weeks ago. And he, <laughs> he says he's been on the froth. He's been, he's probably had too many, but uh, I'm sure he'll get himself in the right shape so to uh, come and. Um, do us proud. And, uh, retirement and history, Scotty. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's pretty good. So um, now if we heard um, about how uh, young Mike Tyson, because <laughs> I, th- I think he was fighting at one o'clock today. Oh, he's but, fighting at some stage. This um, is the greatest joke of all time. I'll tell you what, I, I, did you see him? Yeah, I did. I, he's not in bad nick. Well, uh, look, well, yeah, look. Um, I wouldn't want to be on the end of one of those missiles. Well, because I still reckon I know, throw them. I know he's fifty-four. Yep, but I wouldn't get in the ring with him. No, I wouldn't no, be getting no, in no, anywhere no. near him. I heard Danny Green interviewed yesterday, yeah. and uh, somebody said, "Now, for five million dollars, would you get in the ring with Mike Tyson?" And he, he just he unequivocally just said. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> Wasn't sure what the outcome might be. So but he's, <laughs> he's obviously trained off over the years because he's, yeah. he's dropped 45 kegs to get back. 45? 45. Gee whiz. And he's a heavy weight to start with. Gee whiz. So he's lost about a third of his weight Crikey. to get back. But um, So the only problem with the fight I've got, mate, it's yeah. you know it's against another bloke who's 51, so that's fine. Yeah. But um, there's no judges. Oh, there's no judges ringside, so they're not. They're not. So who's scoring? No one's scoring, and there's no knockouts permitted. <laughs> <laughs> try, now try that... t- try telling that to Mike Tyson, yeah, who, I... who has who has formerly bitten opponents' ears off. <laughs> who who will not just... exactly a rule follower, who young Michael. Will just get ringside rope fever as soon as he steps in. I mean, how do you... Sorry, I'm just going to punch you in the head, but can you not knock yourself out, please? Yes, don't knock it's yourself out on the way on down. On the way down, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's effectively a sparring session, mate. But um, yeah. they're talking it up, big game, and uh, obviously the um, the TV channels are talking it up and getting people to subscribe to it. So I, I'd say this... Just the cynic in me suggests that they're in it for the money, Scotty. Oh, oh I... <laughs> That's very, very cynical of you, Ratsy. <laughs> How much was it to uh, subscribe? It was on Foxtel and KO. Oh, it's 20 pounds or something, which is so 40 what, bucks. 50 bucks or something. Yeah. Um, right. and, and I love the article that said Tyson plans a fast start. At 54, he's not going 15 rounds, right? So he wants no. his fast and finish start. Yeah, exactly. Fast, finish, start and finish. Um, he wants the helicopters come out yeah. really early. <laughs> now, in sad news, uh, we we must. Um, this is your um, departed departure oh, lounge. Yes, what yeah, depart- what yep, yep, yep. Uh, yes. He's arguably the greatest soccer player who's ever played the game, Diego Maradona. Yep, who passed away age sixty. Yep, uh, of a heart attack. Yep. Um, this is a bloke that uh, lived life large. After his playing days, I reckon he'd, uh, he resembled a soccer ball by the time he he ended up. And I reckon he got ten more than he probably could. Oh, have. mate, oh. he smashed <laughs> He's himself, a, wasn't he? But he yep. was back in the day a 
an absolute champion of the game. Yep. Not only for his country, yep. in which he helped them win a World Cup in 1986. Um, famously kicked two goals against England. One, the hand of God, oh. and the other, the goal of the year. Yep. The goal of the goal of the tournament was he picked it up on the halfway line, yeah. slid past four English players, and yep. then the goalkeeper and yep. tucked it in. Yep. Brilliant. Um, and then he was a big, big um, favourite in Napoli, where Napoli. he played for, God, probably 15 years, I'd say, 16 wow. years. Yep. And he took them from a working-class town yep. um, to the top of the Pops, and they won the UEFA Cup a couple of times, and they won, obviously, at the Italian Championship. So he was a hero yep. in Napoli. Yep. Um, and there was a great quote uh, which summed it up for me with, from Pep. Guardiola, who <laughs> coaches Man City now, but has coached in Spain. Yes. He said, uh, he saw a banner last year that summed him up. It said, no matter what you've done with your life, Diego, what matters is what you've done for our lives. Ah, there you go. Which is quite yep. a poignant uh, expression of the impact he had on a lot of people around the world. So farewell, Diego the- Maradona. You will live on through YouTube videos of your greatness on the soccer pitch. Yep. Yep. And I'd just like this, this is a local story, but I'd just like to throw it back at you, because you know I like my world records. Yes, you do. And this is an Aussie breaking another world another record. Another one. Because we're good at it. Well, the only, one, the only time we, we, we break these records are by people that we've never heard of these yeah, days. We've gone to the days of the Perkins and the... Well, this is another whatnot. swimmer. Is it a swimmer? It's a swimmer. No. Queensland teenage sensation. Ah, uh, of course. Kaylee McCowan. Right. Um, What's she done? She, she swims backstroke, mate. Have you ever tried to swim backstroke and not get water up your nose? Um, I don't mind backstroke. Um, the one that brings me completely undone and uh, would shorten my life forever is uh, is the uh, butterfly. Butterfly, yeah. Yeah, because I, uh, I, I can't do butterfly. You can do. I can do three. I can do dog paddle. <laughs> I can't do butterfly. So she uh. has swimming in Brisbane earlier in the week in the short course swimming championships, the Australian short course championships. McCowan, 19, obliterated, not just beat, but the word obliterated. Obliterated? The 200-metre backstroke world record set by Hungarian iron lady Katinka Hozau six years ago. Right. McCowan's eye-popping time of 1 minute 58.94 seconds. So that's 30 seconds Every 50 metres in the backstroke. So what was the obliteration time? Um, more than a quarter of a second. That's obliteration in swimming terms. <laughs> obliteration is a quarter of a second. Well, um, <laughs> the guy who wrote the article may, might have got a little bit carried away. There's a fair bit of mayo on that. <laughs> There's a bit of mayo on it. <laughs> anyway, so good on her. But what's interesting, about, what's interesting about this, Scotty, yes. and you might not pick this up, but the National Short Course Championships are a virtual meet. Uh, oh. right? So they're swimming across different ah, pools yes, they across are. the country yes, um, because of travel restrictions between yes. the states. So was she in a fast pool? Don't you love that one. saying? Yeah. Oh, it's a fast pool. It's a fast pool. What's what's the difference between the water in that one that's got chlorine and the water in the other one that's got chlorine? A bit more salt, mate. Uh, <laughs> So um, that's good news because um, they're leading into the rescheduled Tokyo Olympics, of course. Yes, um, which is um, which are forecast for next year. Yes. So um, great news! So good on her, Kaylee. There's another name that uh, is christened. Another name with a Y in it, Scotty.
Don't get me started on the naming. But, um, <laughs> and well, we were last week going good to talk her. about, because the footy season is well and truly done, and we're yeah, into cricket we season. We are dusted. But um, it's in the off-season. We've had the draft, and we've we've done all that stuff, and now we've got the national the, the drafting of the kiddies um, coming up yes. next week, the 18-year-olds. Yep. Um, and we had this, uh, Kevin Sheedy came out with that great article last week about how to clean up the game, because yeah. the AFL are proposing all these nonsensical rules in the VFL. Yes. All sorts of nonsense. Um, but I liked Sheedy's one last week where we didn't quite get to it last no, week. No, it's a shame. He said instead of balling, throwing the ball in from the boundary line, yeah. right, and yeah. the ruckman just tap it straight back out again. Yeah, correct. Do a, do a ball up. Yeah, but come in 15 come metres in, in 15 and minutes. then do a ball up. Yeah. Like Brilliant it. idea. I didn't mind that. Brilliant idea. The other one that's obvious to reduce congestion is um, take the four interchange down to two. Yep. May the fittest team run out the winner. And he also suggested cut, uh, take the wings out and just have 16 aside, not 18. Yeah, I didn't. I, I think you keep the wings. But yeah. um, you, you, if, if you make the players tired, they're not going to be as fit and get to as many contests. So you're going to have a more open game. Right. Um, all this zoning stuff just makes it more complicated. Don't like that. Um, so I think you have to. Let stop the coaches ruining the spectacle because they'll just want to. They're scared to lose. They yep. just want to jam it up. Yep. You got to open it up, and the only way to open it up is to reduce interchange rotations or the interchange bench. Because we had some games, if memory serves, that were um, you know total points were sort of under five goals un, un, to under, two yeah, under fifty, positions. wasn't it? It was you know even under thirty five or yeah, something. So absolutely I mean, you can't. Uh, play at that elite level and go and expect that spectators are going to be happy about seeing your team kick five goals for a game. I think the thing that will eventually drive it is the broadcaster is yep. unhappy. Yep. People will tune off. And he'll just they'll pay a little bit less coin Correct. for the rights. Correct. So therefore you need to fix the game. I mean, don't keep changing it all the time. But, it, you know, it's it, is it a bit like golf now where, you know, 30 years ago... Um, you know, a par four was a genuine par four. Whereas yes. half half the time now, these blokes are almost driving the green yes. with the technology in the clubs. I know. So you know, do you do you make the par fours a par three now? <laughs> if they're driving the green, they kept doing it. Well, where we were. I mean, they're driving three fifty, three seventy yards. I mean, they're they're big, big hits. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So it's um, they're going to have to look at golf at some stage, I would think, and um, it's probably the Tiger Woods of the world that have um, uh, have given them rise to uh, really uh, sit down and have a think about that. So uh, I think we might see some change. And the other, do you know the other thing I want to see in golf? I want them mic'd up. Yeah. Right. I mean, even if it's somebody standing close to them where you can hear them, they don't have to carry the gear. I get that, right? But surely we've got some technology that could be a, a little tiny something in the in the back of their shirt or in their, I don't know, on their belt. Or, But I'd love to hear the player talking to his caddy. What do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, is it a six iron, a seven iron? Yeah, but, you know, when we played the other day, it was this. That's what I... This preciousness about, quiet, please, quiet, please. You know, it's like... Are you serious? Come on. You play it, golf with me and my mates, it's sledging while you're playing well, the, in the that, middle of your backswing. Oh, well, that's just a given. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I wouldn't uh, play with you unless I was sledged. <laughs> but no, I'd love to see that. I mean, you know, they do it in all the, you know, the, some of the charity stuff. But, yeah. you know, are they re- do they really need that 
complete so i mean you know expletives might be an issue for them but you know maybe there's a delay and they can button it out or something i don't know but i'd love to i'd love to hear you know the top six players in the world you know talking as they're as they're playing around yeah i like that good idea hey um we'll take a quick break and uh um we'll come straight back okay and uh keep continue on this diatribe lovely Living Hope is the Salvation Army's new online suicide bereavement training program. It helps caregivers and professionals supporting someone bereaved through suicide to offer more support and assistance. If you're working in community health, education, emergency services, health and social welfare, the church or the funeral industry, this program could assist you. Find out more by going to suicideprevention.salvos.org.au. That's suicideprevention.salvos.org.au. Hey, you ready to go for a run? Make sure you keep up. Speaking of keeping up, did you get around to registering to be an organ and tissue donor, like we talked about? Because it's young guys like us who are lagging behind the rest of Australia when it comes to registering to be donors. It's time we pulled our weight, I reckon, because one day it might be you, me, or one of our family who needs a transplant. That's a pretty good reason to say yes to donation. And it only takes a minute at donatelife.gov.au. This project is sponsored by the Organ and Tissue Authority. This is 88.3 Southern FM. Yeah, welcome back to the Two Smoking Guns. And um, look, we were talking earlier about uh, golf and about footy and all that sort of stuff, Scotty. And um, I note through the week that, um, you know, you know, we've had a bit of concussion news in football. Mm. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot more. Yeah, there's a, there was an Adelaide Crows player who stopped playing, Kyle Collodrasny, or was he a... Yep. Or was he a Gold Coast Suns? Anyway. Um, He's only 25. Yeah, so, yeah. so they've got to really have a good look at this. But uh, I noticed uh, Wayne Rooney, who's a famous soccer player in England. Yes. Once played for Manchester United. He did. He's, uh, he's basically promoting the fact that in soccer, he's saying children should be banned from hitting the ball. Yeah. As you know, in soccer, you head the ball. Yep. And if you've ever tried to do that, it bloody hurts. It does hurt. Um, yep. Especially a wet ball. Unless you're Maradona and you use your hand. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so he's basically saying that um, yep. children should be banned from doing it until they get older in life to uh, reduce the chances of getting dementia uh, yep. later in life. So former Barcelona and England star Gary Lineker... And uh, also another famous soccer player, Jeff Hurst. They're all leading names that are calling for new regulations to prevent children heading balls. So does, do they, have they found that they're also experiencing some sort of neck issues as well because of their age and therefore the, you know, they haven't got that core strength? Well, they haven't got of, the core strength. That's quite, quite, mm, quite, quite correct. And a Scottish study concluded that professional footballers are around three and a half times more likely to die of dementia than the general population. Really? All from heading balls, mate. Right. So no more balls. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I think I've probably shared with you, there's a um, quite a well-known uh, rugby league player who also played for Australia, um, who I got to know, and uh, he will not let his young bloke play rugby at all. Oh, for that reason, rugby the, for the neck. Yep. Head so thing. the whole the yeah. whole nine yards. He said. Uh, he said, if I knew what I knew now, I'm not sure um, I would have played. But you know, back then, this is you know, twenty twenty five years ago. Yeah. Um, there was no discussion around any of that. No, well, it was a, probably a lack of awareness of it. And we, we haven't probably had the fullness of time to, nope. ass, to assess the impact. Yeah, right? 100%. It was, just, uh, it was just sport, you get on with it, and you know, now we're seeing more and more 
uh, the impacts that sort of was stuff Was it has. Steve Smith that played for Melbourne that's just had a Steve uh, landmark case? in a case bad way. And, um, he's got some issues. Yeah, quite a few. Quite a few people have... Well, he had that landmark court case, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I, we, 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 it was really with his insurer paid out. Yeah. yeah so, insurance um, policy paid out. And uh, was Diesel Williams in the same boat? I don't he, know if he was. There was something <clears> about him recently, I thought, but uh, maybe it's not related to that, but... Um, no, I, th- I mean, these guys, it's all well and good to want to play sport at an elite level. And and I'm still super nervous for the likes of a Paddy McCartan, right? So eight times yeah, no, he should, he's gone down. He should um, um, find uh, something else to Doctors do. are all saying, mate, I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. But crikey, I mean, you know. Yeah, I just, I that's Russian roulette for me. Um, I'd be taking up table tennis. Yeah, yeah, I'd go uh, advanced macrame yeah, or something. something yeah, like but um, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous for him. I, I, if he does play, I wish him every success. But um, there are times when I think you've got to say, well, I'm not here for a uh, a long time. I'm here for a good time and need to make the most of it. But um, just be very careful, young man. Would I'm sure he's got. Intelligent people around him advising him accordingly. You would hope so. Yes, indeed. You would hope so. Now, um, uh, can I uh, just want to share this with you? Because, you know, we've, we've been recently sort of, there's this, you know, growing groundswell around, you know, electric and green and clean and solar. And there's a lovely piece, um, not a lovely piece, but there was a piece in the paper about um, a whole raft of schools that are going to get this message, that cash injection for expansions. There's 100 new schools going to be built. Um, of which I'm sure they're all going to, you know, have green elements to what they're doing. But um, uh, this disturbed me a little bit because um, it was about uh, our EVs, our electric vehicles, which we think are inevitable. Um, but it says electric cars would have to travel as far as 80,000 kilometres to match the carbon footprint of a petrol model because of the massive amount of energy consumed during the production process. So... Well, it depends how they're produced. Well, that's right. But um, I suppose what they're saying is uh, how they're currently produced today. Um, it says making electric car generates high levels of greenhouse gas emissions, mainly because of its battery pack. Yes, the battery pack. And other environmentally expensive materials the research finds. So you, you want to get away from this lithium stuff. Yeah. You so, want to get into hydrogen fuel cells. So, so they want to, um, I, I still think that's the, the way to go. Yeah. Um, but they're going to have to obviously just readdress. Um, just what it is because it's and you're sort of robbing Peter to pay Paul a little bit, but um, I mean eighty thousand kilometres is not very far, right? So no, but you prefer that it didn't. But have you that know, it'd be nice to go. Or do you know what? The, by the time it gets to ten thousand kilometres, you you you're carbon neutral or carbon positive. I agree with that. Um, totally agree. Hey, did you notice? Um, and you pointed this one out to me. Um, there's this uh, company. Um, I think they're Australian. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. Um, they've been doing this um, conversion yes. of old cars yes. into yes. electric cars. Yes. Have you spotted this? Yes, I did. It's called and, uh, talking about a revolution. Well, it, it <laughs> caught my eye because they had a 1963 EJ uh, yep. uh, Holden. Yes, they did. Rust bucket. Yep. Bought out of a paddock for 6000 bucks. Yep. And they were fixing it up and whacking a conversion, an electronic vehicle conversion in it. So you get the, you get the old beautiful shaped car with That's the it. modern equipment, yeah. and it's EV. That's it. 
Oh, um, the only problem, Scotty, yeah. have you seen the price tag? Uh, yeah, because I think old mate, uh, within that article, I think oh, there's another old mate that found a beautiful old Land Cruiser. Yeah. And uh, he's just got to shell out 100,000 shekels yeah. in order to make the thing run. Oh, I was reading the article thinking this oh, is a great idea because I'd love to get an old Valiant or yeah. something like that and do an EV on it. And then I was halfway through the article and I saw the price tag and I went, hello. Yeah. The only, uh, the I mean, I, I'm with you 100. percent My my other concern, my, the only other concern I've got is that I also think there will come a time when we might start to follow some other countries around the world, mm-hmm. and they'll start telling you that you can't drive a car that's more than 20 years old. Oh well, it's got because so, it'll need to have yeah. you know all the technology all the safety about stuff. safety technology. Yeah, correct. So, yeah. but I mean, if it was a you know, if you drove it on weekends and it was a pottering around car and you, you know, you, you're just confined to Metro Melbourne or something. And I, I don't know. I mean, you, you just, you just vet the people that are driving them. That's all. You know, you just yeah, make sure you've got the right people. But, you know, classic car clubs and all that they, sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, 100%. You know, it'd be, yeah, great. It'd yeah. be great if they were, they were doing that. No, I read that. And uh, because they're not cheap, the EVs at this stage. So um, it's just purely supply and demand. That'll, that'll, um, that'll, that'll change. change. Yeah, that'll will change. change. Um, and I just saw that uh, there were more than 14,000 uh, electric vehicles were on the roads by January 2020, um, uh, almost double the 2008 figure. So within two years, we'd gone from sort of 7,000 to 14,000. Wow. Which is pretty good in terms of incremental percentage increase. So, and um, that's impressive because this year... The manufacturing's been down, of course, yeah. because and transport of new cars has been down because no one's been able to move them. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. It's, uh, but anyway, look, I, I, you know, that space is really interesting and just to see. And I, I just think, you know, we we just got to get the scale into it. Um, change will come with pain. All change does to some degree, but um, we'll work our way through that. And um, but no, I, I did. I love that concept of. Uh, you know, I could just imagine a, a beautiful old uh, XP or an XM Falcon, uh, just two-door coupe, just going yeah. down the road. Do you, do you remember and, the... And uh, not hearing it. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the VH Valiant that I had? Oh, yeah. The convertible? Yeah, the boat. Yeah, the yeah. boat. Yeah, because yeah, you turn the wheel about 180 degrees <laughs> and nothing had happened. It was, a, <laughs> and it, was a, it was a great car if you consider the fact that the brakes didn't work. Well, I was going to say it was Flintstone braking. And the, um, <laughs> the steering was like soap. <laughs> she was all at sea, mate. I drove it. A, I did drive it a couple of times but for it was, you. And it was a V8 and it overheated because the guy <sighs> who put the V8 in forgot to improve the cooling oh, system. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. And uh, I, think, I think I was around at your house the day you saw. It too. But, he, but he had it. But but he had a he had it converted, and it was a pretty cool car. Yeah, it was when the car. roof was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. Uh, don't worry about how it drives or how it stops. Or I sold that car unroadworthy yeah. for more than I bought it for. Yeah, oh, mate, I remember seeing all the cash on your on your coffee table. You, you would you would just toss it at the air. Who wants some? I was like uh, I was like uh, Al Pacino with yeah. Scarface. This is the uh, you know buy it for X, sell it for two X. Very good. I, it's a, one of the better deals I've done. That one. Yeah. Hey, um, well Scotty, it's cricket season. Yes, and we had the one day on Friday. Yep. And uh, Aussies off to a good start. Yeah, um, and playing another game today, and they muck around with this uh, one-day stuff and this T20 stuff and all that stuff before the real stuff starts. The test matches, the testies. Um, but um, I take you to club cricket. So club cricket is yep. what my lad plays, yep. and uh, 
the, there's this concept in, in, in suburban cricket in Victoria where they often bring out some uh, international players. Right. Typically, there's a few from the subcontinent. Yes. And a lot come out from Sri Lanka. Yep. Um, and um, this is an interesting story because uh, this is a former cricketer playing suburban cricket who uh, has returned to Sri Lanka. Yep. But he told uh, the paper concerns about the living conditions um, of some of the players that have come out. And this is this is this is not today. This is probably four or five years ago, um, but it was well known that foreign players relied on cash in hand jobs, right? Because they um, weren't um, illegal in this country, so they do cash jobs. Yes, and allegedly, um, and the meagre <laughs> allowance paid to them by the cricket clubs because it wasn't enough to get by. But yeah. they were living in houses twenty to a house. Twenty. Twenty to a house. Crikey. Um, and they were sharing beds because they had shift jobs. So when one was oh. out work and the other was sleeping in his bed, and he goes oh. and goes sleep back. Oh, really? Terrible conditions. Shocking. Um, but um, yeah, I, I thought that was a pretty interesting. I hope that's improved <laughs> these days. Well, you'd like to think so, wouldn't um, you? Because you'd like to think that that's not um, something you'd want to see continue. Absolutely not. But um, I think that all that's, that's... been uh, called out now, anyway. Um, but um, yes, yes, yeah, not not a good story. It's not overly pleasant for the lad. Story, but it is good to see. Uh, I saw the kids on my way here playing cricket down the road. Good to see people out playing cricket on the ovals around uh, on Saturdays and Sundays. Yep, it's a it. wonderful thing a game of cricket. Yep. No, I went and watched the young bloke uh, last uh, last weekend. He had a juniors game on Friday night, and then he's uh, the seniors on the Saturday and. Uh, they were all out for 76. Oh, that's all right, as long as they got the other two uh, out for 75. Not quite. No. <laughs> hey, just while we're on cricket, uh, this caught my eye. Um, USA Cricket Eyes Australia BBL Matches. Now, I, before I sort of even read the articles, um, I was just thinking about it. Um, the Americans uh, don't seem to understand uh, much about our game about cricket. No, no, no. And yet, if you really think about it, you've got a bowler, you've got a batsman, you've got fieldsman, you've got a wicketkeeper, you've got a bloke trying to hit the ball as hard and fast as he can, they run, they catch, they score differently, but that's not a lot different to our game. So instead of having to hit some stumps, you've just got to pitch a ball at a certain height and, and a certain width across a, a, across a, a, a mat... And uh, if he misses it, he goes out. Um, and if you miss it in cricket, it probably hits your wicket. So there's not, it's not so far apart that I don't think that. They, I think if you if you took it when I looked at it, when BBL matches now, if you got over there and you got Davey Warner smacking you know four sixes into the crowd and the crowd are trying to catch the ball like they do in in uh, in baseball. I reckon they would absolutely love it. So um, so the story goes, USA Cricket has declared it's keen to host an international series involving Australia and even attract the, the BBL matches in a new stadium that's being built in Texas. Beautiful. So they're going to try and purpose-build something. Uh, they were told, or the paper was told, the revamped minor league baseball park Air Hogs Stadium, <laughs> that's a ripper <laughs> in itself, uh, will be ready for business in 2022 when it becomes the high-performance centre for USA Cricket and the home of the Texas franchise in a new tournament, Major League Cricket. Good. So it's going to make like some, it. some inroads. And But I just reckon um, 
just get some of the some of the best in the world to go over there and play a couple of exhibition BBL game. I recall twenty twenty. I, I reckon they go nuts for it. Ten years ago, I think Warney and I think Sachin Tendulkar um, organised yeah. an exhibition tournament in New York, and I'm not sure where exactly yep. uh, it was. Um, but it was well attended, not well reported, but it was well attended. Right. And um, I don't know if, you know, never took off from that, obviously. But I I must admit, I do recall having a conversation in a New York bar at one o'clock in the morning with an Irish guy about the merits of, um, no, it wasn't an Irish guy, it was a New York guy in an Irish pub. Yep. About the merits <laughs> of cricket versus baseball. Right. And I thought I made my point quite eloquently. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, when I also said that the degree of difficulty in cricket is higher because you've actually got to bounce it off a track, yep, not just through the air, yep, because your ball goes through the air like it does in baseball, did, about as fast. Did he take umbrage? But it's got to bounce <laughs> off a, a track that's got cracks in it, yes, and it, and the, it's variable bounce, so it's much harder. Yep. Um, and uh, fortunately, I left with my life intact. <laughs> I was going to say, how did it end? <laughs> well, we had a disagreement. Right. <laughs> we, we didn't m- reach mutual consensus, Scotty. Right. So it's hard to um, explain cricket, but you break it down quite nicely. But they love their game of baseball, yes, and they, they can have it because yeah. I think it's boring. Yeah, I think it's boring um, But too. I do love cricket. So, you know, we, we, we're not going to win them over. We're not going to win their hearts and minds, but... It starts with what you say is if they adopt it over there, there's enough people yeah. over there for a few Correct. sports to go around, and it, it'll creep in. I reckon it'll creep in yeah, and get. Yeah, I mean, just you know, imagine in this, you know, in an enclosed stadium, you know, perfect conditions. Um, I reckon they'd. Uh, I reckon they go nuts. Hey, uh, the one thing I was just thinking about was, I'm not sure that would have ended so well for you. If you were talking to an Irishman in, in an American pub, yeah. <laughs> although the Irish uh, play, the, the Irish, Irish do play cricket, the so. Irish play a bit of cricket, yeah, so I do. probably would have had a better time. <laughs> <of it. laughs> you, you might have had someone agreeing with you talking about. Uh, no, 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 I'm sure the I, Yanks were uh, I, I, very. I think they're very protective of their because um, that's their staple. I think yeah, it that's was a, I think it was an American and Australian and Irish bar talking Swahili. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Now, we're going to go away to a break. Right. And on the other side of this break, it's quite a lengthy break. All right. So we're packing in a few promos for the great show. Good. Um, we're going to play another song from Ripper 76. Oh, loving it. Uh, we, we're loving it. Uh, all of our listeners <laughs> born after 1980 don't know what's going no, on. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> um, but this is, I uh, won't spoil it for you, but you'll know it instantly you hear it. It's side A, track eight. So I'm lifting side the stylus eight. up as yes. we speak. Right. And after these ads are finished, I'll gently lower it. Yes. And hopefully I get it right. Okay. Hopefully I get the turntable spinning at the right. I put it on 33, not 45. Oh, come on. And I drop the stylus just in the just groove. lower it, and it goes down gently. That's and it. then tracks into track eight. Let it rip. We'll see how we go. We'll see how good I am. Let it rip. All right, mate. We'll see you in a second. Right. Baby, you can drive my car. Yes, I'm going to be a star. Hi, this is Paul McCartney on behalf of Rad. If you're drinking, you can't drive my car or any car. And remember, don't drink and drive. It's just not worth it. A message from Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. 
if you're feeling alone and struggling with your mental health, give the SANE forums a go. I'm not an actor, I do have a mental illness and I find that they've really helped me. You may actually find that there is someone there that you can just chat away with most days. You do feel anonymous and you don't feel as if you put something up there, you're going to be shouted down and have to leave a forum. And that's the beauty of the SANE forums. For online support and connection for people affected by mental illness, visit saneforums.org. You made me cry. Hey, Jude here. Clearly, retro is cool. I know something about love. So let's take a trip through some fab retro music. We'll revisit the soundtrack of our lives. (laughs) Stay a while with me, Judith. Mondays 11am here on 88.37 FM. Be there or be square. Over bridge of sights To rest my eyes in shades of green Hi, Nicola here from The Salvos. This year has been especially tough for all Australians. Devastating disasters followed by the COVID-19 crisis means more people are finding it hard just to get by. Sadly, this Christmas, thousands of families will struggle to afford a basic celebration. You can give hope this Christmas. Please go to salvationarmy.org.au and give to the Christmas Appeal. Help us leave no one in need. You're listening to 88.3 Southern FM. Sing 
Hey? Yes, he's uh, he's certainly um, he's certainly got it, and um, and again one of those uh, one of those performers that um, time just uh, doesn't affect. Did I saw Brian Ferry, uh, aka Roxy Music? Yeah, um, I reckon about two years ago, out at um, out the winery, Rock Watchford yes. Estate. Okay. And uh, he was brilliant. Was he? He had to sit down every second song at the piano. <laughs> not because he was playing oh, the piano. Right. He just wanted right. to rest. <laughs> right. I was going to say, he'd put the Zimmer frame aside. Yeah. Or... He, he's, you know, then he'd get up and he'd boogie away and then he'd just have a little rest. How and then old get, is he? He's about 72. Yep, something like so. that. Yep. Um, but he's a ripper. Very and, suave. And, oh, very, very. very. Very debonair. Dapper, debonair, yeah. suave. <laughs> but, you know, you got you that track, me. The Love is the Drug, you know, and Virginia Plain. And then oh, that oh, Roxy Music had a ton of hits. Yeah. All those sort of ballads, more than this, and all that sort of song. They were a good, really, really good band. And um, I got the stylus um, just on the right track there. I was very happy with yeah, myself there. well done. Steady hand. Yes, excellent. Now, Scotty, we, we're going to mention, uh, I'm going to lead you into this one, because I know you've done some research <laughs> well, well, today. Well, I'll tell you with, what, you've got the hard part I'm, here, let I'm, me tell you. <laughs> I'm going to tap dance around this one, and I'm going to hand to you. So, Righto. It's a story out of Vienna called Shame About the Name. Yes, there is. Residents of an Austrian village will ring in the new year under a new name. Fugging. Oh, fugging. Fugging. Yes, okay. After ridicule of their signposts, especially on social media, became too much to bear. Oh, why was that? They finally grew weary of their former name. Yep. Which was F. Yep. Apostrophe hashtag hyphen ing. Ah. Yes. Ah. Um, so, which some experts say dates well, back to the 11th century. I, I thought it was named after a Chinese restaurant, the Fu King. No, it was um, it was <laughs> a capital F Pushbakundi. Um, <laughs> uh, right. So, uh, so that's a little bit problematic. Yes, it was a village of a hundred people. Yeah. Um, but it's going to now be called Fugging from January one. Um, which is bad news for a lot of English-speaking tourists because yeah. made a point of visiting the village and snapping pictures of themselves with the signpost at the entry to the village. Well, now it sounds like a village that should be in the UK, fugging. <laughs> yeah, <George. laughs> well, 
So, oh, um, so they, they've changed their name, and which yeah. prompted you oh, I know. to do a little bit of well, googling. Uh, well, because you, you often come in and you've got your you've got your articles, but then you you often come in with sort of these A4 sheets where you've gone, yes, but I also went and looked up, yes. and I was feeling a bit guilty, thinking I, I, I probably haven't done as much research in recent time as I should. And I, then I thought, well, this actually takes this tickles my fancy, so I've thought. Why don't I just Dr. Google uh, unfortunate names of other places on the planet? Brilliant. Okay. So I've got a, a bit of a, I've got a bit of a global snapshot. Yes. And then I've actually uh, then I dive back into our local shores here, and I found that um, Tasmania have some very interesting ones of their own. I bet they so do. So I'm going to share those with you. But we're just going to come... I'll tell you what, I'm going to um, say the name of the place and I want you to try and guess where it is. Oh, the country? Yeah, how about oh, that? Good, love it. Uh, so there's a place called Batman. Batman? Yes. Oh, that's got to be in America. It's in Turkey. Oh, Turkey. <laughs> right. So they're not happy with Batman in Turkey? No, it, no you're right. I remember that now. I right. have been to Turkey several times, and I remember Batman. Right. There's a place called Bell End. Bell End. End. Yeah. That sounds like it's in the UK. That is in the UK. Um, uh, the only problem being, uh, locals actually have an expression for uh, when they use the term Bell End. Yes, I know. It, uh, do, it's, do you know it's, what it is? It refers to a part of the anatomy, Scotty. Y- yes. Yes. yes, it's yes. the uh, it's not, and it's not the little toe. No, it's no. the end of uh, an appendage. Yes, let's just say right. so. Uh, so they're, they're <laughs> they they renaming their village. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bottoms up. I think it might be changing too. Okay, there's a place called uh, Truth or Consequences. <laughs> you are kidding me. No, that's that's a Fenigam name. Yep, all of these are Fenigam names. In in in, spe- in English, it's not uh, South American. Nah. Oh well, yeah, but, yeah. Go there. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll go so, either Mexico yeah, or Colombia. Yeah, New Mexico. Mexico. New Mexico has a place called Truth or Consequences. And, and what about? Um, is, is that so named uh, after you've had lots of tequila? It just means you either tell the truth or you're dead. because <laughs> <laughs> ah. they're the consequences. Is that, is that uh, where one of those mafioso crime oh, cartels it might be based? Well, be couldn't. It? Imagine walking into the... Hey, Cisco, I'm going to take you down to truth or consequences. <laughs> what, what about if you carted into the local police station and you're going to the interview room and it's just got on the door truth or consequences? Do you want to go in the truth door? <laughs> hey, Sonny. Yeah. You want to go in the truth door or well, the, the consequences the cons- door? Consequences door, exactly. That's a... Um, that's a- that's a lawless town, oh, yeah, truth oh, or yeah, consequences. That's just, uh, that's just, they make it up as they go, I think. Mm. Um, well, have a crack at this one. There's a place called Moron. Mm. <laughs> Moron. <laughs> uh, um, what's the IQ uh, of the population? Well, I'll tell you Moron. what, Maradona wouldn't be happy. Uh, oh, uh, Argentina. Yeah, Argentina. And uh, then what about uh, if I said. Oh, but you, it wouldn't be spelled, it'd be, be, like, it'd be like Moron. It's M O R. Moron. M O R O N. Moron. Moron. Mm. Model. Uh, what about if I told you congratulations, you've won first prize, you and the bride are off to the Disappointment Islands. <laughs> the Disappointment Islands. Is that kind of like uh, Mount Disappointment because uh, it's really just a hill? Yeah, it could well so, be. Are the Disappointment Islands just a craggy, sort of windswept, shaggy, non-inhabited 
I think piece of rubbish off the south coast of Tierra del Fuego. Uh, uh, no, I, I think it might be an oxymoron though, because it's in French Polynesia. <laughs> oh, but compared to the other islands, yeah, it's probably that's a right. big disappointment. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's yeah, it's probably about eight feet square or something. <laughs> um, now, what, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So, I've so, never seen that in a travel brochure. So, so sorry about first prize then, <laughs> but you've won second prize. Yeah, yeah. Now you're going to Shag Nasty Island. Shag Nasty Island. <laughs> Oh, I reckon that's got to be uh, off the coast of Ireland or Scotland. I don't know. All I, all I could find out was it's near South Orkney Island. Oh, <laughs> well, that's up that way. Is it? Yeah. Is it, it's, is, oh, is it spelt Shag Nasty? <laughs> exactly how it sounds. Oh, really? Yeah, Shag Nasty Island. Uh, and then um, you might... You I'm might not, I've not seen that on the travel you, brochures. You might, you might like this place. Uh, this one's called um, Beer Bottle Crossing. Oh, well, <laughs> that's in Australia. Uh, it's in Idaho. Oh, is it? Yeah. Now... Uh, i tell you where Shag Nasty is. Yep. It's off the... It's... it's Basically, the Orkney Islands, which is down in the, past the Falkland Islands on the oh, way to Antarctica. Yeah, Antarctica. Yeah, yeah way, Argen- down, well, way, that's way down there. It's Argentina, way down. bottom of Argentina. Pretty it's much, yeah. pretty much. Um, now, I promise you this is true, and it was. it's just all in the pursuit of research. Um, there's a place called Dildo. Of course there is. Yeah. All right. Um, and that would be in Puerto Rico. Uh, no, you can find that in Newfoundland, Canada. Can you? Yes, you can. So we're moving on. Um, there's a place called Boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you well, what, that's got to be in Idaho. Yeah, well, it's, uh, the states, the right states near, are, right near Shitsville, Idaho. The states have got uh, a lot of us covered. I'll tell you, it's in Oregon. Oregon, so, yeah. Yep. Well, um, and that that there's uh, <laughs> not a lot going on in those midwestern states. I the next one, I reckon, I can hardly write, little alone read. Yeah. Uh, there's a place called Middle Fart. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. Ah. We call it Middle Fart. Ah, Germany. It's in Denmark. Actually. Da, in the Denmark, Danish, so, the Danish city. Yes. And Middle Fart actually means uh, Central Passage. Of course yes. it does. Uh, across some land, obviously. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, <laughs> How about... Moving on. You might even know this one. Uh, what do you think you'd find at Whiskey Dick Mountain? <laughs> well, there'd be a distillery up there and a bloke called Richard running that said distillery. <laughs> Correct. And that will be in uh, uh, Kentucky. Uh, Washington State, actually. Oh, very good. Uh, you've just... Uh, the next one I came across was the one you opened up the innings with, which was uh, the Foo King restaurant. Yes. Uh, so we've covered that. Um, what about... Um, do you think you'd have a nice time at Satan's Kingdom? Satan's Kingdom? <laughs> yes. Sounds like a theme park, Scotty. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Is that in Florida? Oh, Massachusetts. Next to Disneyland? Uh, Massachusetts, you'll find right. that one. Uh, this one's a bit boring, but... Um, uh, they burn a few witches there at Satan's oh, I think, uh, I, I, village. I, I reckon there might be some whips and all sorts of interesting things down there. Um, uh, where is, that, th- is, is it a sister town called Damnation? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you get there on the Hell Highway, yeah, and and gives a whole new meaning to uh, burning it, burning of the stake because <laughs> yeah. uh, you think you're having a meal and it's yes, actually not. That's right. <laughs> uh, where do you think you might find Coolville? Coolville, yeah. Oh, that's groovy, baby. Yeah, that's groovy. Um, <laughs> Coolville will be in um, California, in your own private uh, Idaho. Idaho. No, it's in Ohio, actually. Oh, Idaho. It's in Ohio. Akron, Ohio Um, is where the B-52s were from, Scotty. Ah, there you go. 
Um, <laughs> I think. What do you think you'd find at Useless Inlet? <laughs> <laughs> and have a guess where it is. <laughs> useless Inlet. Yeah. Well, I reckon it's not really an inlet. It might be a fake inlet. <laughs> That's why it's know. useless. So I reckon it'd be in Finland. No, it's a bit close to home. It's in WA. Oh, is it? <laughs> yes, we actually, we've just opened up the innings. Uh, so the bloke that named that's gone in and said, oh, you're useless <laughs> as an inlet. <laughs> you're just My useless. ship's not getting any protection from you. Um, uh, um, yeah, you're probably not going to have a lot of fun here either. There's a place called Hell. <laughs> Well, that's from near Damnation Island. Yeah, no, it's in, it that's in uh, Michigan. You'll oh. find a place called Hell. Now, this one just would probably, oh, I don't know, maybe, uh, it, it, you know, oysters and champagne and a place called Sex Moan. And right. <laughs> it's oh. located. Of course it is. <laughs> um not going there. What's uh, oh, it's what, in the? It's in the. What was the question the, again? Uh, it's in the Philippines. <laughs> Sex moan. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Good. Then you can. Uh, oh, you might enjoy this place. Um, uh, in fact, this is their second entry, I believe. Um, there's a place called Happy Adventure. Oh, right. Okay. I'm, we're, we're riding high on a theme here. Is that near the town of Dildo, Scotty? <laughs> or, uh, no, there's another place called something ending. We're uh, sort of working a bit blue now, Scotty. Are you sure you've, you've, you've these cities or you've, these you these destinations I, that I, you've... I haven't finished. Have you, have you moved on to another list, no, Scotty? So that one was in Newfoundland again. Um, Newfoundland. Yeah, so I think that was their second entry. Um, so that these are the people that were Baptists fleeing England <laughs> right. that, that found a new land called Newfoundland, uh, and they decided that they were going to name things that they weren't allowed to name them in England. Yeah, so we've so we so they've called them everything that uh, they couldn't call. So them. if you if you referred back to the one I read you earlier, so we now have uh, a we now have a dildo and happy adventure uh, both in Newfoundland. Yes, of course. Yeah. Well, it's a very All right. very Good place to yep. visit. I um, and and uh, they were most upset that there's a place in uh, the, the next one. There's a place called Condom, right? Uh, not in Newfoundland, right. uh, sadly to say, uh, but it's actually in France. Is it? <laughs> yes, Condom. Uh, Condom. Condom. Um, but uh, they they're not overly happy with their name. But um, I'm not sure these guys were either. There's a place called Foggy Bottom. Yes, well that's all right. I think I know where Foggy Bottom. Have is. Have a stab. I think it is in uh, Canada. No. Or come or, down. Or, or, come. Actually, Foggy Bottom might be out on the bit of New York that that sticks out um, out in the Hamptons. She's in Washington. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of close. There you go. Not far off. So, well done. Um, this probably is just absolutely fitting. There's a place called Looneyville. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, um, that'd be like Looney Tunes, be near the Disneyland. Uh, you can actually Florida. find You can find that in Texas. Texas. Yep. And then, uh, this is true, I, I swear... I swear it is. Yeah. Uh, there's a place called My Large Intestine. <laughs> You're making this stuff. I'm up not. There. I'm not. It's absolutely a fact. My Large Intestine. You is that near Baltown? No, <laughs> Baltown or Baltown? <laughs> um, uh, no, it's uh, and it's not near um, Uranus or Pluto. Yes. So um, no, you can also find that in Texas. Now. 
coming. Everything's bigger in now, Texas. Well, just let me. Um, so it was. It was a town formerly known as my small intestine yeah. <laughs> until the population grew. Oh yeah, and then uh, and the biggest problem I've got down there is IBS. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now coming closer to home, I said to you I did find you some did. very interesting ones, and I, you know, I don't need to tell you where they are. They're all in Tassie. Tassie, and I actually found a map of Tassie. Good. <laughs> okay. For your work and beautifully. Yeah, today, beautifully. Mate. Yeah. yeah, I found a map of Tassie and it had all these names all over it. So this is only sort of a, a selection, uh, but these were the more interesting ones, I thought. Um, there's a place down there called uh, Bottom Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> there's a place down there called um, Grassy Bottom. Yes. <laughs> there's uh, Bottom Hole. Right. Uh, there's a place called The Nipples. Right. Yep. Um, the, oh, yeah, you might. I'm not sure you want to go here for your holidays, but there's a place called Isle of the Dead. Mm. I reckon that might be down near Port Arthur that somewhere. That might be down there somewhere, yes. Uh, what about um, Humongous Hole? Well, that's a big yeah, hole. That's a, just a very big hole. Um, and there's a place called... The foresight uh, of the civil engineer, though, to say, look, oh, guys, this seriously. isn't just a big hole. Yeah, it's humongous. It's humongous. Humongous. And uh, if... Uh, if if they thought that was okay, then um, then there's another bloke that decided that there was a place called Dunny's Dam. No, oh, that'd be that'd be our, our you know the bloke called Dunn. No, I reckon it's a tish. Barry Dunn. I reckon it's a tish hole. <laughs> um, and then you can uh, make your way down to Shag Head. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and go and visit them. And then uh, if you weren't happy with Shag's Head, you can go and see uh, uh, your, your your friend that lives in Granny's gut. Granny's gut. <laughs> And then, if you thought that wasn't enough, try uh, either going to Stinkhole, yes, uh, Thrush Forest, yes, or Pisspot Creek, <laughs> just to finish off on. Well, so there's so my. You just got to go left down the road past Pisspot Creek oh, to get the Granny's Gap, oh, and then jump on a plane and go over to the states and go to Beer Bottle Crossing, yeah, and then go to have some fun at Shag Nasty Island, <laughs> and, uh, and then go and see the people at Useless. <laughs> Inlet. Useless inlet. Yep. That's and my favourite, uh, useless inlet. Useless in, inlet. But, uh, yeah, no, no, I think my favourite was my large intestine <laughs> in Texas. It's not bad. <laughs> so I reckon we need to find some more across the journey next oh, you've year. Done, well, you've done very well I just there. thought that was, Scotty, uh, yeah. that was quite uh, I funny. Did, I did enjoy those because they, yeah. were, they were pretty good. And uh, who would have thought, because I've never seen them on a travel brochure. <laughs> no. So do you think you'd, you'd, you think you'd slip into one of the one, could, of, one of the big? Uh, once we finish with our calendar for next year, <laughs> yes. with the day all on every day, yeah, we could put pull together the two smoking guns travel itinerary. Oh, places gee, you'd, you you'd, you'd not want to visit, not oh, want to visit. I mean, you know, just once that you go and spend a week, we'll come up with fifty-two of the craziest names of places around the world, and we'll map out your, your year-long journey, year-long and see, journey, see where you're going to go. Yeah. Uh, there right, you go, old mate. So well, uh, that was all a bit to, of fun. Um, that's very good. We're going to go yeah. for a quick song. Good. Now this is the. Uh, I'm going to have the last look. track on side A oh. of Ripper Seventy Six. The last track. So, okay, excuse me. So last track side a, a. Yeah, side A. Right, track ten. Track ten. And uh, it's a. Oh, it's a belter. Right, I'm going to crank it up. Crank it right up. Ready to go? Yep. Right, Hit we, me. Here we go.
Yeah, mate. There's Magnificent. The, there's the skyhooks again. Oh, with a great man, Shirley, at the front again. Hey, I'll tell you what I told you this last week. Yeah. Um, when you're listening to some of these uh, in some of these songs that we just love, um, you keep the headphones on and you crank it up. And I'll tell you what I've just heard in that song. Yeah. There was a guitar riff about halfway through yes. that is exactly the same riff as is played by the Rolling Stones to uh, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Well, the the I nature of that song... kicked it up. And if, I just if, went... If you listen to it to again, you'll find actually five, wow. five riffs Yeah, right. Because uh, the whole concept of the song was million-dollar riff. Yep. So in the middle of it... You're quite right yeah. and well done. You've picked up Satisfaction yeah, by the Rolling Stones. Yeah, I heard another one and yes. I couldn't think of the name of it. There's, if you Tell listen me. closely, there's also Smoke on the Water. Sm- uh, okay. I don't, no. didn't pick that up. There's Smoke on the Water in there. I might have not there's had There's Sunshine of Your Love in there. No. There's Day Tripper in there for the Beatles. No. And there's, there's Gloria, Gloria in there. Picked up Gloria. That's and there's it. also Johnny Be Good. By Chuck Berry in there as well. Oh, be good, yes. be good. Yeah, well, yeah, Johnny, be good. Yeah. So if you listen again, oh, you'll find all those to. five or six riffs in the right. middle of that song, which gives it an extra luster. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm sitting, I'm just you know belting away and you know playing the air guitar, and um, I think, hang on a sec, there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of the Stones in yeah, there. Yeah, it's a very clever song, isn't oh, it? It's hey? a, very, it's a oh, little well, bit of Greg McCainish magic. Gives me a whole new perspective on that song now. Yeah, so, there you uh, go. Nah, that's brilliant. There you go. Very Good. I didn't so we've now completed side A of uh, Ripper 76. I, I didn't think I was going mad. But, uh, <laughs> no, you weren't. I'll tell you what I was doing at the same time, because uh, you, you know I cannot wait till um, 6.30 tonight. Yeah, because... Yeah. Yeah, um, oh, well, I'm taking, uh, so, for the listeners, I'm taking, we're having the two smoking guns Christmas, Christmas dinner. Christmas party, we are. And, uh, we're, going a, we're going to a little dumpling house. Yeah, now, um, so, uh, I, and I think... Uh, we're reviewing. Have you, have you have you been? We're going to we'll review it for oh, next year. Will. But oh, um, have you have you worked out? Are you just going to go from top? There's about fifteen dumplings. You're just going to go top to bottom, have them all. Well, or you, I, I'm picture favourites. I'm not sure because I've gone Cause to these because it's past three. We can talk food. Yeah. Uh, well, I've gone to the second back page and yeah. I've found the shredded beef with Peking sauce, and yeah, uh, that will just get monstered. Uh, no good. Well, no, I've, I haven't been there yet. Oh, well, my wife's become quite the aficionado. Oh, she okay. Said she said it's not, not what we're thinking oh, it is. Oh, okay, right. It's not a Peking duck pancake per se. No, this is no, this was the sh- uh, shredded beef. Yes, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, I could. I think we could quite easily. We, uh, I reckon we could get nine oh, courses oh, of dumplings we, in quite we, comfortably. We get through the dumplings in a canter. Um, <laughs> just, uh, so, just um, a slow canter. So I, was, I, was, I think about it on the way down. I, I think we're um, so we're off to the dumpling Olympics, yes. and I think we're a red hot chance for the gold medal. Oh, yeah. In the in the in the men's doubles, one hundred dumplings. Yes, <laughs> one hundred trolleys. So, uh, oh no, I can't. Uh, I can't wait to go there and give that a try. And as you, you say, any, are there any steamed pork buns on? Oh them? yeah, oh, yeah. Got to have a couple of those. Steam barbecue pork buns. Got to have a couple of those on the uh, way out. <laughs> a couple of roadies. A couple of roadies. <laughs> um, and then there's the um, the salt and pepper calamari. Oh, one of your uh, favourites. Yeah, just and, and even the spicy ribs with spicy uh, the spare ribs with spicy salt and chilli would oh, go yeah. nice. Uh, a little bit of sang choy bao. Oh yes. Uh, I tell you the. What I haven't noticed, and I'm just a little bit concerned, we might have to go past the supermarket. Um, 
I can't see any Chinese sausage. No, well, that's a speciality of another Is establishment yeah. that you and I frequent on a regular basis. But uh, well, that's all right. Everyone, everyone's well, different. Uh, well, we, we might have to ask. But the dumpling selection there yeah. is quite extraordinary. Yeah, it is. Well, I tell you what, not only extraordinary in terms of the selection, but in terms of the volume yes. that comes with uh, said price. Yes. Um, so no, I, I, uh, I, I'll be, I'll be running there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get in there and take uh, take something to wash it down with. I think we might need to find sort of a, a like a Jim Barry Riesling or a Petaluma Riesling. Oh, there'll be a Riesling on display. So uh, yes. we'll, we'll do be that. a couple of cheeky and, and maybe a couple of cheeky beers and maybe it? some Pinot, oh, yeah. you know, a bit of Pinot yeah, and a so. couple of uh, Crown Lagers I maybe to so. open the innings so. or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, do we have to work tomorrow? Yeah, we do. You're, um, on, you're, <laughs> on, you're on the right direction, Scotty. You're on the right direction. <laughs> oh, that's now, hey, mate, be um, good we, fun. We, we, we obviously, we're going to finish up today and have a little summer we're break. We're going to have a little summer break, my old mate. We and are. We're just going to refresh. And yeah, yeah we're refreshed. Uh, but by the time we get back, Scotty, yes. um, our good friend and uh, content provider to the show, Donald J. Trump, yes. um, hopefully won't be in office um, because um, yeah, the, the the in, 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 what did they call it? inauguration? Yes, the inauguration of Joseph Biden, seventy seven, is um, is in January, I believe, uh, January twenty. Uh, well, it's round about. Sounds about right. Sounds and about um, right. but um, so this is probably the last Trump story we will get on the show. Is that necessarily? And, a bad um, thing? He's played four games of golf in a row this week. Yeah. <laughs> Good on him. <laughs> Um, working hard for his money. Just missed a couple of fairly important meetings, I think. When, but, he's, um, when he's not been on the uh, golf course, gosh. he's expanding the number of ways the federal government can execute prisoners. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> he's brought back capital punishment, hasn't he? Well, he's brought back capital punishment, A, and he's gone, well, lethal injection, yeah, that's not bad. But um, I'm going to do electrocution, as I like that one, and I'm going to do death by firing squad. He's oh, brought that back. Really? He's that old chestnut Well, they back. have blunderbusters. <laughs> I think that's where he's headed, mate. I seriously think or, that's or, where he's headed. Or maybe... Or maybe. drag the guy on, on behind a horse or something like that. <laughs> or, or maybe just bow and arrow. <laughs> Spears? <laughs> I tell you what, oh, when you seriously? when you read into this, I mean, it's a it's not a nice topic. No, it's shocking. But some of the states in the deep south, yeah, they've got about nineteen ways they not die. Oh, they oh, really yeah. stoning. Well, that well, yeah, <laughs> should, should be a good one today, local boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great movie. Um, but they've got all you know. You got your injections, your, your electrocution, yep. firing squad, Alabama. Yep. You don't want to go. You don't want to. You don't want to get in trouble in Alabama, mate. Well, they, they chop your head off. They can. They can do nitrogen hypoxia, whatever that is. And so I guess choking to death or something. Right. Electrocution firing squad. Utah. Yeah. Um, yeah, firing squad, not a problem. Really? If they can't find an injection, right. they just get the blunderbuss out and go bang. They go bang. Yeah. What about... Um, so obviously Joe Biden, who's president-elect, he's already signals his opposition to the death penalty. So whatever Trumpy boy does, Joey will you know, renege on, but... Is anyone... It just shows you in America, mate, they, oh, uh, their mate. constitution and their laws, they've really grown up oh, to meet society norms, scary, have they? It's a scary part of the world. And, um, uh, that's why, it... they, that's why um, Trump appeals to them, mate. And is anybody hanging anybody? Still? Oh, that's probably is going that... on in Alabama, mate. In Alabama? Oh, yeah. Down the cotton country? That's, uh, that's old that KKK way? country down oh, there. And but... then um, are, are there any um, uh, beheadings 
I mean, anybody oh, sticking their head in the stock and the, in I the think big. That's traditionally a French thing. Is it? Yes. The guillotine. The guillotine. Guillotine. Yeah. Well, that's fairly frightening. I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta say, um, there are some um, people on this planet that commit the most heinous and horrendous crimes that I think are worthy of. Um, some of those penalties. Um, yeah, but you don't have to. But, you don't have to be brutal. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. Th- no, I don't think you have to be brutal, and I don't think it needs to be public, and no. you know, in any, any of in any way, shape, or form. But I just think, gee whiz, there's uh, when it costs us hundreds and hundreds of thousands it's, of dollars to keep these people in incarceration, and they actually don't deserve to draw breath. Some just, of them just reminds me though of Life of Brian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great. And that great movie when Terry Gilliam's just checking people off and they're all carrying their crosses at crucifixion? No, no, I'm innocent. Okay, then. No, no, just joking. <laughs> yeah, what's the, what's, the, what's the other scene in one of the videos? Throw out your dead. I'm not dead I'm yet. Not yes, dead you are. Yet, yes, you are. <laughs> they, were, uh, they were very good films, weren't they? Speaking of films. Yes. Um, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh. I say those three words. What 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 image does that conjure in uh, your brain? Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. I, I, it sounds as though he should be somebody working in the motor vehicle industry. No, well, Francis Ford Coppola, of course, is the famous movie director. Oh, is he right? Okay. Yes, um, you would know him best for his Godfather trilogy. Oh, indeed. Um, his interpretation of Mario Puzo's book Godfather, and he's also uh, famous for a few other movies. Yep. But he is uh, re-editing The Godfather Part 3. Right. For a range of reasons, including the portrayal of his daughter, which was panned by the critics. But he's renamed it um, The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. Oh, Corleone. It's got a new beginning and a reworked ending. So it's a fresh edit. Yeah. And it's a new cut. And it's uh, more nuanced in the way... Um, it's presented, um, and it, it it it's it's in the cinemas right. in December. Yep. And I think what I'm going to go and do is I'm going to go and watch one and two again. Oh yes. And then go along and watch that one because yeah. they were great movies. I Godfather, have, yeah. the first Godfather yeah, yeah. movie, amazing. Where that first scene with Marlon Brando in the in the kids' party or the wedding or whatever it was, the daughter's birthday, whatever it was. Yep. And all the people coming up. Seeing him kissing the ring, oh, jeez! I just, uh, gee, I, it was good. I, I just love hearing them, you know, uh, say Corleone. Corleone, <laughs> it's the, just the, the Don Corleone. It's the way it comes out, it's just absolutely priceless. So I think that's um, worthy of a, of a look. I reckon. Ah, uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. No, that's a ripper. And Francis then, Ford Coppola. And then you're going to have a thousand dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what the other movie he did, because he, he did a few with Brando. Yep. Was the great one with Brando and Martin Sheen. Uh, yes. Uh, what was that? You're going to uh, fight or you're going to surf? Oh. Apocalypse Now. Oh, Apocalypse Now. Right. Which was one of the great psychological war films about the Vietnam War ever I made. reckon I saw that a really long time ago. I mean, it's, it's worthy of... I was going to say, it's, it's one of those it, films you've just got to go, get, go it, back and watch it's, again. It's a story of, obviously, Martin Sheen goes upriver to find uh, Marlon Brando, who's gone mad. Yeah, yeah. He's gone absolutely mad yeah, and okay. tropo. It's, a, it's an incredible movie, incredibly well shot. So he's the, the 
the director of masterpieces like that. Right. Well, can I take you... So I'd, I'd, I'd revisit Godfather if yeah. you like a gangster no, movie. No, 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 I love them. Uh, and, you so know, I love the, the smell um, of napalm in the morning. Oh, it's uh, and Robert and, Duvall. And then you, then you get, you know, you, you get Pacino. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and the Godfather, and, you get Pacino. And Robert De Niro. De Niro, yeah. It's, um, Great movies. Uh, yep, yeah, there's some fantastic scenes with those guys. Can I take you then, mm. uh, as a little sort of uh, segue, can we go from um, uh, screen to stage? Yes. and But I'm going to take you back in time. You know I've got this uh, this little interest in um, what's called in black and white. So things that have happened you in like Melbourne. The, you like the yes. Yeah, a little bit of nostalgia. Yeah. I just think there's some things that have happened in our fair city that you, you unless you went looking for it, you, you just wouldn't know. But this is... Uh, this one was uh, fairly intriguing. Um, uh, so it starts off basically saying, seems to fitting the historic Princess Theatre with the smash hit uh, by Andrew Lloyd Webber, uh, where he staged Fan of the Opera. Yes. Um, so there was a British opera singer and actor called Frederick Baker. Uh, he was 38 years of age, uh, and he's known by his stage name, Fred uh, Federici. Ferrucci. He's Ferrucci. It's Italian. He was uh, he was performing in a production of uh, the opera uh, uh, Faust. Uh, I think it's pronounced. Yes, yes, it is. On March the third in eighteen eighty eight, uh, when tragedy actually struck. Uh, uh, Ferrucci is the subject of the second episode uh, in the haunted Melbourne series of the In Black and White podcast on Australia Forgotten Characters, um, mm. which is coming, which is out. Um, it was during the finale in which Federici plays um, M- uh, Mephistopheles. Mephisto. M- Mephisto, yeah, let's call it that. Um, uh, descended to hell amid smoke and flames that he suffered a heart attack while being lowered through a trapdoor. Right. All right, so he's gone. Um, and while many ghost stories don't emerge until decades after the person's death, the first sighting of Federici's ghost was reported the very night he died. Right? Spooky. So he's gone, and he's done a U-turn. <laughs> uh, so hang on to your hat. Ben Oliver, founder of... Now, you might like this. Ben Oliver, founder of Melbourne's Drinking History Tours... <laughs> Which we must do one day. <laughs> we have to. Oh, I want to go and see this. Um, says Federici was rushed backstage to the green room. So they had green rooms back in the 1880s. How about that, eh? Amazing. Uh, rushed to the green room after his heart attack and resuscitation was attempted, but he died soon after. He says neither the audience nor the cast realised what had happened and management waited until after the final curtain call before breaking the tragic news. But when management told the actors what had happened... The actors asked, well, when did this happen? And they said, well, after his final scene, we took him backstage, but he passed away, Oliver says. And the actors said, well, no, that's impossible, because Federici was on stage with us, giving his curtain call to the audience. Mm. So this is, I guess you might say, the first sighting of the ghost of Federici, moments after his death. He allegedly is back on stage with his fellow actors giving one final bow to the audience. The spirit of the Italian-born singer has been supposedly haunting the theatre enthusiastically ever since, with many reported sightings over the years by performers and staff. 
In a long-standing tradition, a seat was always saved for Federici's ghost on each opening night of a new production. And it was for the classic Phantom of the Opera, which tells of an entity believed to haunt a Paris opera house. It has been reported that uh, some of our biggest names in showbiz, including Bert Newton, Miranda Pryor, Lisa McCune, have experienced eerie encounters with Federici's ghost. Whether you believe in ghosts or not, when you have that number of people who all claim to have heard or felt something, particularly when they're quite well known, it makes it hard to challenge the veracity of these claims Oliver said. Well, that's very, so. Uh, spooky, how about that, friend. eh? So, um, so he 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 falls away and um, comes back for the encore. <laughs> well, anyway, um, we'll take a quick break while I just uh, check under the desk to make sure there's no spooky just, ghosts uh, lying around. Just look out for a Federici, yeah. mm. Mephisto. <laughs> Love it. Mephisto. Tom's not breathing. Call an ambulance. Is he asthmatic? Should we give him Ventolin? I don't know. What do we do? When seconds count in an emergency, what happens next is up to you. If you're a Medical Alert member, your internationally recognised medical ID helps emergency services identify your medical conditions and allergies so you can control what happens next. It's up to you to stay protected. Join Medical Alert today. Visit mymedicalert.org.au. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. On FM, online and on TuneIn 24-7. This is 88.3 Southern FM.
So I just whipped the vinyl over, Scotty, yes. and uh, just whipped it up, whipped, whipped the vinyl over and played track one on side B of Ripper 76, which right. was Billy Ocean there it singing is. Love Really Hurts Without You. <laughs> it was Billy. Now, of course, Billy Ocean is a great singer, and he went on to sing things such as Caribbean Queen. Might have heard that track yep. over the journey, yep. Scotty. Heard that one, and for sure. He's, uh, he's had a few more like that. He's had a, quite a few. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Oh, he had right. that one. What's two? Yes, which was from a. God, it was from a. I don't know. It was a movie, I think. Are there? Um, are anyway. the ba- are the Bay City Rolls on this album? No, they're not actually. Aren't they? Um, but there's uh, there's there's nine more songs. Well, and, t- and tell got, tell you know, me, uh, just tell me the songs that we're not going to play today, because right, well, then we'll we'll I'll know w- the ones. I'll wind you back yep. to side A. Yep. And the first song on that was Sherbet. How's that? Oh, how's that? Yes. The side t- uh, song two was Maxine Nightingale. Right back where we started from. Oh, crap. Elvin yep. Bishop fooled around, fooled around and fell in love. Yep. The Silver Studs singing Happy Days. Oh, as in Happy Days, Happy Days? Uh, the, Monday, the, Friday, the, Happy Days. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yep. Billy Thorpe singing It's Almost Summer. Yep. We had Thin Lizzy. Yep. Um, Fox, Nusha Fox singing Sussa Single Bed. Oh, what's the name again? Sussa uh, Nusha Fox. Nusha Fox. Name. Yes, Nusha Fox. This is the single That one. Bed. We had Roxy Music. We played that. Uh, Nazareth singing Love Hurts. <laughs> That's a terrible song. Uh, and we had the Skyhook. So we've we've just played Billy Ocean. It's an interesting album. <laughs> it's it's a it's a, a collage. It's, it's it's balanced. It's a collage. It's, it's, not, it's not, flotsam and jetsam. Not sure it's balanced to what. But the guy a, that put this together just threw these songs against a wall. I think he's played and bingo. Whatever, whatever stuck, he put on the album. <laughs> Number eleven, legs eleven. So, okay, Billy Ocean's so, in. So check two after that one is Donna Summer, Love to Love You, Baby. Oh yes. Followed by Old Fifty Five on oh. the. Pro- Oh, that is just gold on the prowl. BG's Fanny Be Tender With My Love, which I've not heard before. (laughs) I've never heard that in my life. you could pick probably 19 BG songs that were better than that. Uh, Supernaut, I Like It Both Ways. John English singing Hollywood 7. Oh, good song. It's a very good song. We'd probably give that one a run. Uh, Split End singing Late Last Night. Again, not heard that one. Yep. This one I thought about playing, but it's... Way too cheesy. It's C.W. McCall Convoy. Hey, rubber ducky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looks like we got ourselves, we got a, ourselves convoy. a convoy. Daryl Braithwaite singing Old Sid, which I think is about is it, a Is it a dog? I think it's about a dog or a horse. <laughs> yes. And 10cc, I'm Not In Love, ah. which is an interesting song, but now, I, I prefer their other one. I don't like cricket, cricket. man. I now, love it. Now, uh, Dreadlock holiday. Was 10cc um, also 10cc and the Buddy Tourists or something? Where, no, have I, where have I got that so. from? No, no, they were just 10cc. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. So we probably will give John English a bit of a run because oh. we favour the Aussies. I tell you what, I will have to go and uh, I will have to go and dig out old 55 though. When we <laughs> come back next year, um, there are only three Ripper albums. Oh. 75. Yeah, 76 and 77 and um I'm going to play 77 when we come back next year. Yeah, right. Cuz I'll tell you what's on it. My five my favorite Brian Ferry song opens it up with This Is Tomorrow Calling. Oh yes, love good. that. Yeah, yeah, very good. BG's Love So Right, 10CC, The Things We Do For Love. Yep. 
The things we do for love. Yep. Marsha Hines. Singing, shining. John English laid all down. They loved John English a bit mm. back in the day. There, they ever? This must have been all the the Ripper seventy seven or the Ripper things. Must have been all these people on the same um, label. He I must reckon. have. He must have had photos. Roger <laughs> Daltrey, Yvonne Elliman, Taste, Atlanta Rhythm Section, Julie Covington, Status Quo, Marty Roan. I mean, pair of jeans. Wow, that's a Ripper. Really? Hush. Steve Miller Band, Graham Parker, and the Rumor. Trevor White, Peter Gabriel, Supernaut. Gladys Knight and the Pips and the Studs. Yeah, I right. think they're all on the same label. I think that's the trend of the Ripper albums. Yeah, okay. So um, it's been an interesting journey, taking people back in time to the 70s. Was it, was, was ELO back there? Yeah, they yeah. started back in the 70s. Yeah, did they? Yeah. yeah. Good band, ELO. ELO? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a Ripper. The Electric Light Orchestra. The Electric Light Orchestra. <laughs> that's it. Yep. They I had, had um, that's good tunes. They had um, Evil Woman. Yeah, yes, they did. They yep. had uh, Living Thing. Yes. It's a li- Mr. Blue Sky is the one I liked. Yep. Mr. Blue Sky. Hey there. No, I like it. Yeah, we might give them a run. I, I, you know, I think next year when we come back, the thematic of the songs, we can um, we can evolve it. Yep. You know, we, could, we could highlight a band. We could do that. Yep. Or we could highlight a year. Yep. Or I could just do what I always do and make. Stuff up as I go I along. Say, find something from Kazakhstan, you know, with <laughs> a right. with a one eyed drummer. <laughs> no one's ever heard of. I could, I, could, I, I could do that one. I could do um, bands with two drummers. Oh, bands with two drummers. Yeah, right. Easy. Easy. Okay. All right. Now, um, what have we got? So back to back to the rubbish. Where is, <laughs> we're talking about. Hey, Scotty, if I ask you the question, because this is an interesting one that's come up through COVID. Cash or card, mate? Cash or card? Yep. Do you um, carry any cash in your wallet um, these days? I literally got $20 out the other day because I knew I was going to a shop in Cheltenham that don't take card. So I always had cash, right? Yeah. Typically. But other than that, normally donuts. No, just card. Okay. Always and, a card. And I, I, I went to a supermarket the other day that had these. We had to put the coin in the trolley to get the trolley out. Yep. I didn't have any. I didn't have a coin, a gold coin in my car. I don't have gold. I, so I had to wait till the lady was putting one back, and I had to sort of just grab it before it clicked in. Well, I, I'll tell you what. I I would normally pre-COVID, I would normally have had some cash, and therefore I would have change. Yeah. And therefore, I'd have a couple of gold coins. Yeah. I'd get home and I'd walk through the front door, and the, there'd be somebody in my in no, there'd be somebody in my house that could smell them. Mm. You know, that, that's parking money for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But so ever since I stopped carrying cash, I now I'm same as you. I, I don't have a coin. Well, you pay for your coffee, so, you pay for everything with the tap tap. tap no, well, tap, you do just absolutely everything. Yep, a hundred percent. So on. Um, yeah, and then there's that. Well, I suppose the whole transmission piece. You know, if we're not wearing gloves, and uh, tell you what, tell me how many people are still washing their hands four or five or six times a day. Yeah, true. I think that's gone. Tra- I mean, there's probably some. You know, I mean, if I walk into a, a shop or a supermarket or something, and they've got the hand sanitizer at the door, I'll I'll give that a squirt, and you know, before I go in. Um, but outside of that, and then uh, did you see Dan had a crack at everybody because they're wearing their masks under their nose. He wasn't ha- he wasn't happy about that. Sydney haven't worn a mask from day what day dot. Twenty eight days is the definition of um, elimination. Elimination. Yep. Um, so it, I think the cash yep. versus card thing is very interesting. Apropos of the fact that pre this year I would have used cash a lot. Yep. And then now because you couldn't do it, 
Yeah. I don't think I'll be going back to no. catch. Well, what, but why would you? And I'd be fascinated in the stats. I don't know how you get these stats, but I reckon most people would be card people. Well, and the other thing that I read, and I was going to... Because now you've got it on your phone, too. You can whack your thing yeah, up, can't you? Yeah, you can do it on your watch. Oh, yeah. So my eldest daughter, she got some sort of a watch the other week, and the cards programmed me to the watch. She just goes up and goes, swipe with the watch. No, that was apropos of nothing, but yeah. Um, no, well, it's interesting because I was going to do, sort of going to try and do a piece today, but it's, uh, you know we probably don't have time, and it might be a bit heavy, so we might carry it over. Um, uh, the short version... China has uh, got a new digital currency. Yeah. Um, and it's caught the world napping. So we, we, we've decided that um, we'll do a research paper on it, and they've already got it up and running. Oh, yeah. So, um, so we're going really well. But the piece in there was, um, or I read in conjunction maybe with something else, um, that if you have an establishment that um, doesn't take cash then you also have to have the ability to be able to buy something and not pay a fee for using your card. Yeah, I would have thought that's fair. Yeah, but, you know, there's a few out there still gouging and, and then there's still a few that are, oh, no card, no card, cash only, cash only. <laughs> there's no cash here, Neville. Yeah. Neville, Neville, there's no cash. There's no cash. There's no cash here. Correct. Um, uh, now, we've, um, we've got to take another break. Because we've been very slapdash with our breaks oh. today. Oh, and we, have, we need to look after sponsors. Of, um, you know, we, it's a finely tuned machine, this, uh, this show. <laughs> oh, well, and, we started off well. And, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, we run on two cylinders, sometimes four, uh, sometimes one. Today well, feels like we're just, we're just running on steam power. We're running on empty. <laughs> right. Yes, Jackson Brown. Jackson nice. Brown, yeah, nice. there you go. So what we are going to do... Yep. There's a whole bunch of stuff I want to cover off before we sign off. So Good. we're gonna All right. we're gonna take a break. Okay. And then we're gonna we're gonna play Ripper seventy six. We're gonna finish it off. Right. Because it's because it needs to be <laughs> needs to be consigned. It's gotta be put to bed. It's gotta be consigned to the dustbin <laughs> of history. And we're gonna play track six and uh after the break and then we're gonna come back and I've got a whole bunch of stuff I wanna whip through before we wrap it up. Good. So we'll uh, see you on the other side. Right on, mate. Lots of people get glaucoma, about 300,000 cases in Australia. There's usually no signs or symptoms in the early stages, however, a simple check of the optic nerve can detect glaucoma. And the good news is, treatment can usually prevent further sight loss. So if you're over 40, speak to your optometrist, ophthalmologist or general practitioner and have your optic nerve checked for glaucoma. Hey, I'm Matty Ryan. I'm Caitlin Bassett. I'm Alex Deminor. These are extraordinary times. The presence of COVID-19 means that each and every one of us is facing our toughest ever opposition. And although we stand apart, if we work together as a team and play by the rules, we'll soon get back to playing and watching the sport we love. We need your support now more than ever. So let's play by the rules. Wash your hands and listen to advice. If we play by the rules, if we play by the rules, we'll all get through this together. You're listening to the 88.3 Southern FM Sunday Live Sessions. And what a rip-roaring live Sunday session we have in store for you, Rick Hart, and the Sweet Addictions. Hey, great to be here, Mark. Fantastic. Uh, Yeah, finally. This Sunday at 5pm, right after the AMRAP radio program. Southern FM. 
Hi, Nicola here from The Salvos. This year has been especially tough for all Australians. Devastating disasters followed by the COVID-19 crisis means more people are finding it hard just to get by. Sadly, this Christmas, thousands of families will struggle to afford a basic celebration. You can give hope this Christmas. Please go to salvationarmy.org.au and give to the Christmas Appeal. Help us leave no one in need. You're listening to 88.3 Southern FM.
it from her first time on a plane She took a cab to Hollywood Dreaming of the lights that would spell her name So I watched her take a lease on the empty room across the hall To wake up in the morning Just waiting for Seven bucks a night Powerful song for its time. Oh, black, black eyes. Oh, black eyes again. Yeah, old yeah. black eyes. So there, there you go. That's yep. uh, consigned Ripper seventy six to the dustbin of history. She'll never be played again. Now, did we put did it we, back in its plastic? Did sleeve, we have another? Th- put it back in its cardboard cover and slot it back in your record uh, stash. Yeah. No. And uh, choose you. something else. Turn the turntable off. Lower the arm. Put it in its holder and lower the plastic case over the top. Or throw it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> did we not have another theme recently where old Black Eyes sang that song? Did, well, we, did we, we have a sevens theme? We did. One day? We did. We did. No, we didn't have a sevens. What was it? We, uh, we had... Hollywood. Um, we had... Um, Hollywood? What was it? Hollywood. It might it have was been Hollywood, Hollywood, I reckon. Might have, yeah. might have been some other. Anyway, hey, Scotty. Yes? Um, there's there's a, a lot of things I've got to bash through quickly, but I, I do want to hear, before we leave today... Yes. I want to hear about um, the um, dinner party texts. Oh. And I want to hear about your wine and oysters, because um, that's okay. going to be yummy. But I'm just going to call out a couple of things to be looking out for um, over the next little while. Yep. Um, China's blitz on export strikes wine now. We've discussed this last week. They've put a tariff on wine. 200%. Right? 200%. Yeah. Yes. So Treasury Wines has gone into meltdown. Share price um, on suspended. So right. look look out for some cheaper penfolds hitting your stores. We might get Zoe on to discuss that. Um, yep. You've got to also look out for this one. Russia has just announced a $150 billion Arctic oil push. Right? Yeah. It disturbs me greatly, yeah. which means they're going to go mining and uh, drilling for oil in the Arctic what? Ocean. So um, they're setting up a couple of new cities. <laughs> they're going to create 130,000 jobs. It's going to lead to an increase of 2% in Russia GDP. Yep. But I'm a bit concerned about the environmental impacts. Yep. So watch out for that one. The other one to watch out for, which is a good story, is the banks are banned from delivering uh, state school finance programs next year, which is good because all they've been doing gouging. is been gouging <laughs> and getting people signed up to credit cards too young. Yep. So now schools have to provide their own courses in financial literacy and they've got to be independent, which is a fantastic thing. That's a very Kids good Kids need to learn about finance in school because they come out smart but not street smart. Um, the other one I quickly wanted to ram through was if you're ever in a fix like Kylie Moore Gilbert and you're in a jail in Iran, yep. you want this bloke, John McLeod, 
uh, on your side because he facilitated along with a lot of other people from the National Intelligence Office. Yep. Um, but this guy was on the ground over there uh, negotiating um, the release. This is the same bloke that uh, escorted Chappelle home. Wow. Um, this is the same guy that got uh, the soldier Adam Whittington out of jail in Beirut. Really? Um, this guy is the man on the ground, the invisible man on the ground. Wow. And uh, he runs a business, and this is uh, this is his his caption on his um, web page. Yeah. International crisis and security management, assurance, protection, stability since 1990. This guy is working in the shadows, negotiating things overseas. Wow. So he's called a private security consultant. He's the man you want on your side if you find yourself travelling through Iran yep. and you get locked up. So good shout-out to him. We've and got his phone number. Yeah, just, got <laughs> just, just got him handy. We just might need to find him one and, day, um, potentially. And the only thing I wanted to add was Puffing Billy's back. I saw that. Which is great because they normally have that that run, don't they? Yeah, there's the... Uh, they chase from, the train. From point to point, yeah. and then the uh, people try and run and uh, beat the train. Yeah, so there's that. The other thing I need to quickly mention is the NGV is back open. Um, yes, I did see that And they're too, going to have a free exhibition of 86 projects by more than 100 artists, um, which opens on December 19. And in a, in a self-aggrandising plug, the Ministry of Art, uh, an art gallery in Hyatt. Yep. Known for its great contemporary art, opens this Thursday. Very uh, good. By appointment only, because we're being COVID friendly. But uh, the Ministry of Art in uh, 15 Advantage Road Hyatt will be open from this Thursday. Um, visit our socials um, if you want to get invited to that opening. It will be a great night. And we're doing it COVID safe. And it'll be a lot of fun to get that art gallery back open. So uh, good, good all a, round. It's, it's a good story because we've been trying to open that since March this year, and we're finally getting there, Scotty. So that's great. Very news, happy mate. news about that. So when uh, the when you know bands are coming back and art galleries are starting open, you know civil it. society is returning. Which Some is, which semblance of normality, and you'd like to think after 30 days of triple donuts, uh, or at least double donuts and triple in the last week or so, that uh, some of those shackles could just come off a touch more um, and just make life a bit easier. And, 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 and I am travelling over the border next week Are you? to Sydney. Right. So I've had to educate myself of how to book an airline ticket. Will they let you in? And how I actually get to <laughs> Tullamarine. Um and uh, how I catch a plane. Right. Contactless. Now you I are... assume I have to wear my mask on the plane, so I'm not sure how I'm, I'm going to get uh, my breakfast cereal in my mouth, but I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I come when to you, it. When you come to it. Yes. Now, you were just asking me about um, champagne and oysters, and oh, I, well, to, well, I, I have to report, sadly, um, the said article, which I uh, which caught my fancy, because it was, uh, I was reading, they were saying champagne and oysters go together like bacon and eggs. Yes, correct. So, and it's just, apparently it's some it's sort of a chemi- it's the, some sort of chemical yes. um, joining of, of each that makes we, it... Uh, we've done flavour pairing before, Scott. Yeah, well, I thought we like had. Cheese so, and Vegemite. So, look, I won't, I won't... Champagne and oysters. Then I won't labour through that anymore. Um, can I... Um, uh, what I do... What I, oh, you wanted to know about dinner party, the dinner party texting. Well, I did because only in the, apropos of the fact that we're probably going to be able to invite more people over, yep. so that you could actually constitute a dinner party. Yes, uh, remember those. Yep. Um, such that 
what is, so I need to be reminded around right. the etiquette. Well, there, apparently party. there Obviously, is an etiquette. Part of the etiquette is you get invited. Yes. And you go, what can I bring? Yes. And the host generally says, nothing. nothing. Just and bring so, yourself. So you bring yourself. <laughs> so you bring, what you bring is you buy, buy, bring a box of chocolates yeah, anyway. Or, or bo- and some flowers, yes. potentially. Yeah. And you bring booze. And no. bring booze. Yes. Correct. And then what happens is you have a lovely evening and everyone has a great old time. Yep. And you go too late. Yep. And you catch an Uber home. Yep. And then what happens the next day? Oh, well, you don't remember the last half an hour. Yes. So I <laughs> have to ring up and say, what happened? Um, thanks. Uh, were we okay? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, apparently. What time did we leave? Yeah, that's right. Uh, which you can only tell by your Uber receipt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, apparently, uh, there's a thing, uh, it's called the dinner party morning after text. It's all in the punctuation. Right. So, uh, I never knew this. It's an old Broadway tradition. After opening night of a new show, the cast and crew go to a local bar, stay up all night, then read the morning newspaper review. Uh, a good review means the show is a success and the director goes home with the lead actor. <laughs> a, a bad review means the show um, is a failure and the director goes home with the assistant stage manager. <laughs> uh, one review leads to triumph, the other to sad, disappointing flop. Uh, very similar dinner party tradition. At the end of a dinner party, the hosts go to their bedroom, sleep all night, then read the morning text reviews. A great catching up. Had a blast means the party was uh, was a success. While a great catching up had a blast that's all in inverted commas, whereas the other ones um, had an exclamation mark after great catching up. This next one is just had a blast. uh, Yeah, great catching up. Full stop. Had a blast. Inverted commas. Means the party was failure. So if, if it's in, if it's in italics <laughs> or in seriously in exclamation mark. Oh. Well, so what are you saying oh. is if it's in italics, it's questionable. Yeah, but no. well, I, I I make it simpler. If, if you like to put a smiley face, yes. you didn't just leave it off. <laughs> Emojis a lot easier in <laughs> the morning. Emojis way easier, is it not? Um, so it's all about punctuation. Subtle, but it's there. The morning after text is an essential feature of modern dinner partying, which is why I was devastated last week when we had a couple of friends around for dinner, our first dinner party in months, and we woke up the next morning to... No text. Donuts. <laughs> Donuts. Donuts. Not even a lip-smacking emoji. Ah, there we go. Uh, not even a thumbs up. Not even a thank you email, which is a ridiculously old-fashioned form of post-party texting from the 20th century, but still acceptable in more formal social circles. And it made it uh, no sense because we delivered a truly text-worthy night. Oh. Uh, anyway, so it sort of goes on about all that. So it's all about... How you write it, right. and where you put your full stops and your exclamation marks and you know, emojis. So, well, I think it's only appropriate that you would text your expression of your gratitude. Yeah, well, I mean, we were the out, host. We went out on Friday night, and uh, we were out at a winery that I shared with you. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, we still sent a text today, um, no, yesterday, saying thanks. Awf- had a, awfully, had a, um, had a Blast in italics. Something something <laughs> along those lines. And um, the Pinot was magnificent yes. and, you know, all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, so anyway, I don't know. We uh, As long as you, I think just as long as you acknowledge oh, the I fact. As I long don't, as you're sending something. As long as you send something back. So don't get carried away about, you know, the exclamation marks and full stops. You know, the fact that you took the time to go and send a message to say, 
Orton was fantastic. Thanks so much. If you're really after a review, seriously, you know, gosh, you just hand out cards during the evening. Yeah, how do we? How do we go? How do we go? Yeah. And just people can hold it and score them. You know, and hold them up <laughs> like the like the diving. seven seven. <laughs> or they could do it like like the block on on the on the chalkboard. Oh, on the chalkboard. Yeah. Scotty and Rutsy gave your efforts <laughs> a seven out of ten. Hey, mate, we've got to like. Two minutes to go, oh, so uh, I don't know whether we're really going to squeeze in uh, anything much more. But as we said at the top of the show, uh, we are going to have a little summer break, and uh, we're all going <laughs> so we can uh, we can go and do some of the other favourite things that we like to do with our uh, with each other and uh, with our families. And uh, so we're just going to uh, we're just going to sit on the sidelines and uh, listen to uh, whatever else uh, comes on uh, in our spot for a little while and uh, all things being equal uh, we are aiming to come back in February uh, at some point in that first week or so so to all those people that have uh, followed us this year thank you for tuning in and listening and we hope you had a bit of a laugh and a giggle or threw something at the radio if you didn't like what you were hearing or anything along those lines and Rutsy to you old mate um, I know you You'll, uh, you'll enjoy the break as much as me as well. And uh, we've had a blast this year working uh, working together, but it's not even work. It's, uh, we just love doing this. It's, well, it's, uh, it's, it's been, our little bucket list hobby. We started this year and we've, uh, we've, we've bought Australia through COVID safely. We did. We've steered the ship safely <laughs> through these COVID waters. In two separate studios. And now <laughs> that now that now that we're in calm waters, it's time for us just to have a little rest, a little and a break, catch our breath, and uh, and uh, we're leaving it in good hands. Yes, indeed. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in two and a half hours' time at the at, Dumpling Olympics at the Two Smoking Guns Christmas, <laughs> Christmas party. Christmas party. Thanks now, for um, listening. Yeah, we've got the AMRAP Radio Show coming right up now. Uh, which is loaded with great new Australian music. 